Welcome to the Conservative Media Podcast. I'm Joe Johnson for the Conservative Media Podcast. July 9th and 10th episodes, recording live from the uh, great outdoors where people living on welfare don't uh, don't tend to go out to. Um, making up for missing uh, yesterday's um, episode, uh, for whatever reason, um, those files got corrupted. There was no audio to those files, you know, it's it's a miracle that that any any kind of anything could want to uh, put down um, would want to put down conservative uh, talking talk shows or talking points or or, or podcasts. So uh, we're going to actually have eight different uh, five minute segments today uh, to make up for uh, missing yesterday. Normally we'll have four um, five minute segments. You know, about about twenty one minutes of recording time. Um, but today we're going to be doing uh, about an hour's worth. First uh, talking point of the day um, is, you know, Joe Biden again, which tends to, you know, it t- tends to be Joe Biden and Trump are the two most talked about figures um, in in politics in the media, um, and, and you know we're going to start off with. Uh, Joe Biden today, and uh, Joe Biden's supporters. Joe Biden obviously has a case of crippling dementia, or something like that. Um, I think his supporters do too, because uh, I've seen a couple of interviews with a couple of Joe Biden supporters who were advocating for Joe Biden on the streets, in the streets of Texas and New York, and all that, uh, being interviewed by multiple uh, interviewers, both, uh, both conservative and liberal. And the, the weirdest thing, the oddest thing that I heard out of any of the Joe Biden supporters was that Trump only cares about money. That's all he cares about. Donald Trump is not taking a salary as president of the United States. He's donating his salary to veterans who need the money. And if that doesn't say the, show the unselfishness of Donald Trump, the selflessness... Donald Trump. I don't. I don't know what I. What other evidence? What other evidence I could show you that would that would sway you the other way? Because Donald Trump is not taking a salary as president of the United States. Um, he is not. He's giving that money that he would normally take that any normal president would take as a salary, giving it to veterans who need the money, um, and that's that's an an extreme act of selflessness. And that is sacrificing uh, what he has earned and what he should have, um, and giving it to someone who needs it more. That is a that's one of the that's an ultimate sacrifice right there. Is is doing a job and then giving the money to somebody else that needs it more than you do. So, I mean, and Joe Biden supporters saying that Donald Trump only cares about money was wild to me. The other thing is, um, Joe Biden supporters said that the economy doesn't matter. Of course, they would say that. Um, this was before the pandemic. I, I heard this. Uh, they would say that. Um, and Joe or Joe Biden would do absolutely nothing for the economy. Um, and since Joe Biden is so incompetent, he would run this pandemic totally worse than Donald Trump ever has. Uh, Donald Trump has done fantastic things during the pandemic, and he's shown extreme acts of selflessness uh i mean he i've 
stated this before and cited this before. He hired an outspoken liberal doctor to head the COVID-19 pandemic investigation or, or whatnot uh, for the United States in Anthony Fauci, um, or rather Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, and Joe Biden would never have the humility or the selflessness to appoint a conservative doctor to do anything because the Democrats would be kicking him in the pants and he would give in because he is too much of a wuss to do anything his own way. I mean, I'm sure that if if uh, Donald Trump had asked him to be his vice president, he would have done it in a heartbeat just because he'll listen to anything anybody tells him, which is definitely not going to work with Korea, definitely not going to work with China. Um, and Joe Biden is not the kind of strong leader that the United States needs, especially during this pandemic, um, and especially during the during these uh, Black Lives Matter protests. Um, and, you know, the Democratic Party was founded on racism and slavery and African-American inequality. And Joe Biden literally made the most racist statement I've heard either Trump or Joe Biden say. He said that if you have a problem deciding whether you're for him or Trump, then you ain't black, which is the most racist thing I've heard out of either Trump or Biden's mouth. So, I mean, if that tells you anything, it probably won't. But if that tells you anything, if you're a black man, you should vote for Trump. Now, second talking point is um, Donald Trump. Um, What do I like about him? What don't I like about him? Um, There's a lot more that I do like about him than what I don't like about him. Um, What I do like about him is that He's a very strong leader. He is very, very strong leader. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he's, he's done this for four years, and I've never seen him give, give in to any uh, other leader and, and kiss, kiss up to them or anything like that. And, and Donald Trump, I'm a Christian, Donald Trump has a, a self proclaimed faith in Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so that is a, is a positive for me with President Trump. And, you know, the Democrats, the Christian Democrats, and I guarantee you there are some out there, because I know a few, there are Christian Democrats, Christian liberals, um, who believe that a, who believe, and first of all, if you're a if you are a Christian and you are having a trouble deciding whether you are for Trump or Biden, then you're out of your mind. Okay? Because one supports murder. Abortion is murder. One supports murder and the other absolutely is against it. And I know you, I'm sure you know which one, but for those of you who don't, Biden is, is a big supporter of abortion and Planned Parenthood, and Donald Trump wants to defund um, abortion and Planned Parenthood in the United States. 
And I mean, if he did that, they'd really be after him. I mean, they they would really be on him, um, and he would he would get kicked out of office in a heartbeat. But he wants to do that, and that's his plan. And if I'm Donald Trump, if I get reelected, um, I would defund Planned Parenthood towards the end of my second term as president. Um, and so, uh, if if I'm Donald Trump right now, the best thing that I can do in this race is point out how incompetent Joe Biden is, just like he pointed out how much of a crook and a criminal Hillary Clinton was back in 2016. In 2016, Trump had two main selling points, make America great again, and Hillary is a criminal and a crook and a liar. Those two points got him into office because he knew straight off the bat that Hillary Clinton was going to be the Democratic nominee. And knowing that Hillary Clinton was going to be the Democratic nominee right off the bat when he started his campaign and she was already running for president, um, that, that, that selling point really got him to the presidency. Those two main selling points are what got him to the presidency. And his two main selling points this year, I guarantee you, during the debates and things of that nature, will be keep America great and Joe Biden is incompetent and he doesn't know what he's talking about and he's suffering from dementia. Because the man is obviously suffering from dementia. It's as simple as that. The man is suffering from crippling dementia. He can't talk right. Trump is going to point that out. And he, Joe Biden, one of his moral codes for his household was he did not shame people because they were fat or homosexual, part of the LGBTQ community. But during a speech of his, a gathering of his, I think it was a rally, possibly, um, he pointed out someone who was asking him a question and said, hey, look fat, let's do push-ups right now. We'll see who's in better physical shape. And I, don't, I think that was very, very much uh, fat shaming and... Uh, and going against one of Joe Biden's moral codes. Um, and, I mean, the man obviously is a liar, just like Hillary Clinton was. If he nominates Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren to be his running mate, they are going to pull his strings like there is no tomorrow. They are going to pull his strings harder than a puppeteer. All right, we're back indoors for our third of eight segments uh, for this episode of Conservative Media. The third segment of the day is discussing good old freaking Kanye West. Now, the the reality that he could be voting or could be running uh, rather for president is both alarming and amazing. Because, I mean, it's alarming because if he wins, I think he'd be better than Joe Biden. But he wouldn't be better than President Trump. Not just because he's black. That's not why. I'm not a racist. I believe that every single person in America, black, white, gay, straight, Asian, I don't, I don't really care. What race or sexuality you identify with, you should have the same amount of opportunities to do something 
as any other person in the United States. As long as you are a registered United States citizen and you came here legally, you should have the same rights as any other registered United States citizen. Now, that being said, Kanye West running for president could either divide the vote, the the Democratic liberal vote, and sway it more in Trump's favor, sway the, the American vote more in Trump's favor, or it'll take the young conservatives and swing their vote with the liberals who would vote for Donald Trump, and we still have the same kind of race that that the CNN is projecting. And you know, you can never count on CNN to have accurate news. You, it's, it's CNN, and it's, you know, CNN and MSNBC and CBS and all these liberal news outlets and news media, um, they are projecting that Joe Biden is going to win in a landslide, um, which is absolutely not true. It's going to be a lot closer. It's going to be a very close race. It's going to be a lot closer than these liberal news networks and these leftist uh, news, uh, news networks and media outlets think. Um, and so if Kanye West actually does get on the ballot to run for president, um, the way I see it, um, he will not win no matter what. There is no way in this world that Kanye West will become president this year, at least not this year. And I don't, I don't think he has a shot to win, uh, at all in his, in his lifetime, um, but if he does, I think it would be better than having Joe Biden as our president. And and the only reason that, that I think Kanye West can't uh, ever win the presidency, really, is because he has no – and even though, yes, Donald Trump, whenever he ran in 2016, had no political background uh, whatsoever and still won the presidency, uh, Kanye West I don't think has enough politician in him uh, to win the presidency. Uh, Donald Trump has plenty of politician in him um, and plenty of negotiating tactics uh, in him, which is what a lot of good – which is what every good politician needs. Um, and he's used to negotiating in business endeavors and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, Kanye West, when he went to the Oval Office to talk with President Trump with Jim Brown, uh, talked about the Yeezy, the Yeezy effect uh, that, that, that the Yeezys had on Adidas. Um, and uh, Adidas um, – you know, was a struggling company, according to Kanye West. And as soon as Yeezy came on board, uh, Adidas started to thrive. He, I'm sure he's going to be pitching that um, in his campaign, the Yeezy effect and how it helped build um, Adidas into this multi-billion dollar company now that's competing with Nike and all these other companies that, that make uh, that make sporting, uh, sporting wear and, and things of that nature. Um, and he is going to pitch that he is a businessman just like Trump and that he can run a country with good negotiating tactics and, and that he can run a country just as well as anyone else in this race. Um, is that necessarily true? Uh, it might not. It, it might not. Um, but I think that... I give Kanye West, you know, I give I gave Trump a forty five percent chance to win. I give Kanye a five a a five percent or a ten percent chance to win. I give Biden the same as Trump. 
All right, next topic is um, these liberal leftists, these these socialists, uh, such as Bernie Sanders. And I'm, I've kind of already uh, talked about this a little bit on this on this podcast. Um, people like Bernie Sanders wanting to adopt socialism in our country. As Donald Trump once said, uh, he said, quote, I am alarmed by the new calls to socialism in our country. Uh, we were born free and we will stay free. America was not founded on government coercion, domination, and control. Um, and that's not, you know, in order, but it, it's those are the words that he said when he addressed uh, the topic of socialism. And, of course, Bernie Sanders was there, and, and he, he was not happy with uh, what President Trump said, uh, obviously, obviously being a, an outspoken socialist. Um, and I have a friend who considers herself a liberal Democrat, um, and she said that she believes that uh, we need to adopt socialism into our health care system. Um, I will admit our health care system is broken. Obamacare absolutely destroyed our health care system, which is never a good thing if, you know, for a president to implement his own health care system on Americans and to force it to stay there uh, or for years. Obamacare was a complete and total disaster. Both the Democrats and Republicans and Independents, Libertarians, Greens, Socialists, whoever it is, agree that Obamacare was a complete and total disaster. Even Hillary Clinton, the most left person I've ever seen in my entire life, said that that she thinks Obamacare was a disaster. So I think that we definitely do not need to adopt socialism into our healthcare system. And we definitely do not need to uh, let Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama ever run our healthcare system. But we, we had uh, Obama running our healthcare system for eight years. Um, we don't need Michelle Obama ever running our school's lunches again. That was ridiculous. I think you should be able to bring whatever you want to your school lunch, with, regardless of what the first lady says. Um, lucky for me, uh, my parents are fortunate enough to be able to. We're fortunate enough to be able to send me to private school, um, and so I've never had to abide by Michelle Obama's uh, stupid Feeding America program, whatever it was called. So, I guess I'm just in luck there. Um, and and another problem with socialism is obviously my parents are very fortunate to have the amount of money that they do. But not only are they fortunate to have the amount of money that they that they do. Um, We've been blessed by, by God to have that amount of money. But not only that, my father and my grandfather worked their butts off to be able to make the kind of income that they do. To be able to pay for all these amenities that we have that, frankly, our family takes advantage of and, and, and forgets about sometimes. And we don't realize how well we have it off. If socialism were to be adopted into the United States... And, and if Bernie Sanders were to be elected as president in 2024, and I don't think he will be, I think he, this was that this, that this election cycle was his final crack at it, um, then we would be forced to give the hard-earned money that we, have, that we have worked for, that my family has worked for, and give it to someone who sits on their couch all day 
playing Xbox. It's it's just ridiculous. Imagine this. If you don't get the concept uh, so well, imagine if you uh, you get a job and and you uh, you you start off as a fast food employee and eventually you go to the job recruiter uh which is somewhere someone who refers you to a job uh gets you an interview with the job uh, a job employer um and and then you go interview for that job uh you work your way up the ladder and as soon as you get to the top you're making more than $250,000 a year you're living life the government decides Okay, you've worked too hard, so we're going to take all your money and give it to somebody who hasn't worked as hard as you, who hasn't done all the things you've done to get to where you're at, and they're going to get your money. Next topic of discussion uh, for today, the Black Lives Matter movement, which seems to come up in every single episode of this podcast so far. Why are they so critical of people who say that all lives matter? I've seen the signs that say all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Do you know how narcissistic that is? Look, I get it. There are racists in the United States of America. But there are always going to be racists in the United States of America. There is no way on God's green earth that you are going to eliminate every single racist because some people are just not going to feel bad that they are discriminating against minorities because I just don't have the discernment to, to feel that. That is an awful thing. Don't get me wrong. That is an awful thing. But it's always going to happen because some people just aren't filled with the same kind of love that everybody else is and the same kind of compassion and care that everybody else is and they just genuinely do not care about other people's lives or feelings. They just don't care enough to come up to you and give you a compliment every once in a while because they have more fun discriminating against other people and that's just the way that it's going to be. Some people have more fun being negative and being discriminatory against others rather than being polite and, and, and complimentary and, and all these other things of other people. And I guarantee you that these Black Lives Matter protesters aren't going to stand a chance against the KKK, against the Klan. You know why? Because these, the, the Klan is a bunch of white men who, I guarantee you, are not afraid to exercise their Second Amendment rights and are not afraid to go after these minorities. If they come in on their property, they don't care. Now, don't get me wrong on this either. If somebody comes in on my property and tries to destroy my property, if, if, not, if it comes to it, I guarantee you, I'm exercising my Second Amendment rights, and that's what every American should do. If somebody's on their, on your property that you don't want to be there, whether they're destroying your property or you, or you for whatever reason, don't want them to be there, 
because it is a matter of it is a manner of self defense. By all means, exercise your Second Amendment rights because you're on your own land. You paid for that land. You can exercise your Second Amendment rights. Um, and these, if you look at and 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 you see it all the time, African Americans more than more than tend to routinely sway towards the liberals and the leftists. The Democratic Party. Think about it. This is common sense. This is common knowledge. Because obviously, these Black Lives Matter protesters are very informed on the Civil War. They want to take down all these Confederate, um, these Confederate um, uh, statues and things of that nature. Have you ever heard the phrase Southern Democrat? Where do you think that came from? It was the Democrats who supported slavery during the Civil War from the South. That was majority Democrat. And the North was majority Republican. And very much so was the South majority Democrat, and they supported slavery. And very much so was the North Republican and opposed slavery. I tell you what, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, the very first Republican to ever hold the position of President of the United States. And I see all these Democrats who say, I'm going to be a, a, a Democrat because they, they, don't, they don't support slavery. Are you kidding me? The Republican Party has a history of opposing slavery, and the Democratic Party has a history of supporting it. If you look deep enough, Hillary Clinton was involved in the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, next uh, topic uh, of discussion is um, is these you look at uh, I've already I, I kind of filled up I had a lot more to say in that uh, that last five minute slot about about the uh, the Democrats and and their association with slavery um, but my next topic of discussion is going to be um, sports and politics in politics and sports. Personally, I believe we should separate the two because you are going to find more common ground with somebody who you're friends with because they like sports. Even if they're a leftist and you're a conservative or the other way around, um, you're going to find more common ground with them talking about sports than politics. Sports tends to unite us and politics tends to divide us. And those two things unite and divide us more than anything that I that I can that I uh, that I can see, um, because even if you are a fan of a rival team, it's always fun to to you know hang out with with you know somebody who's a fan of, of the of the team that that you that your favorite team is rivals with, just so that whenever you know your team is doing well, um, then you can banter, bash them and banter them and they can do the same whenever you know it's it's the other way around um so it's it's fun whereas most of the time and not always but most of the time when discussing politics um you tend to get more heated in an argument cuz you don't uh, most of the time whether it be cuz i know there are conservatives who can't have a good debate or discussion and there's nothing wrong with a good debate or discussion about politics, as long as you're not damaging a relationship with somebody else over your political stances or views. 
And um, to me, putting things like the NBA is doing, uh, allowing these players to put uh, whatever phrase they so desire on the back of their jerseys during the restart um, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, to me, that is not what... I mean, everybody should have a political voice. Everybody should. But that's one step further. Um, and, and to me, if you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars by someone who... And that where does that money come from? It comes from the United States. From the owner, it comes. That money comes from the owner, from the revenue that the team brings in, and from the owner's hard-earned the 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 money that the owner has, um, and that money, uh, that money was was brought to you. You are living and playing a professional sport in the United States. Where else are you going to have the opportunity to make millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars? playing sports and doing what you love. Nowhere else in the country can you make that much money being a professional athlete. Um, it's, it's very, very uh, just heartbreaking to me that Drew Brees had to apologize for saying that he supported the national anthem and that there is nothing wrong with the national anthem. And before you know it, they're not going to let them play the national anthem at games. The NBA, at least they used to, and I'm sure they still do, have a policy against kneeling during the national anthem, against, um, against uh, doing any form of protest uh, during the national anthem. And as a result, um, Mahmoud Abdul-Rayouf, I believe is his name, um, was blackballed. Uh, from the NBA, as Kaepernick has been blackballed by the NFL, um, or allegedly has been blackballed uh, by the NFL um, for his beliefs um, and for his choice to kneel during the national anthem. And playing, the thing is, literally nobody knew except maybe a couple of black people, a couple of African Americans, a, a, a small minority. African Americans knew what the Black National Anthem was, because I've heard many black people saying, I had no idea what the Black National Anthem was, or that it even existed, before the NFL decided to play it before games. So, that is just an indicator of how little they know about their culture, but yet still they want to they riot about it. Uh, the set, My seventh uh, talking point of this episode of Conservative Media is um, I don't often talk um, about homosexuality on my channel or, 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 or transgender or, or anything that, uh, that applies within the LGBTQ plus, uh, circle of things. Um, but I'm going to give my thoughts on, um, on that topic. And it's a very sensitive topic, obviously. Um, and, you know, there's people that I know that do support gay marriage openly they openly support gay marriage they are for it um and all that uh to me the argument made by um this because there are gay christians and and there are a bunch of gay conservatives uh there's a lot of both 
Um, what I've, what, from what I understand, um, it's the same thing. This applies to both the Black Lives Matter movement uh, rioters and uh, homosexuals and and transgender people. Um, they are there's not a giant majority of them. Um, they just speak louder and 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 make more statements than typical cisgender or heterosexual people. Um, so um, it just it, to me, um, it's it's very it's very uh it's very complicated in my opinion because the bible according to by the bible and being a christian uh the bible says two things there's an entire chapter uh in leviticus that talks about homosexuality um and uh but the bible also says many many times and again this is the argument uh, that that gay conservatives that that are Christians or just gay Christians um, argue is that the Bible says to love um, in Sodom and Gomorrah um, they were practicing homosexuality and were doing a number of things uh, sexually that God forbid them from doing. Um, so, again, that's the argument, uh, that's an argument right there against, um, homosexuality as far as biblically goes. Um, a lot of people who are liberal see, uh, Donald Trump as homophobic and transphobic, um, and I think partially that's just because he knew that that would appeal to the conservative voter, um, as something that um, that they would support. Now you really can't go too far deep because I I have I've listened to Donald Trump speak a lot, and Donald Trump does not often talk about uh, homosexuality or the LGBTQ uh, community, and so you can't really deeply understand his position. Now he has said that he does not support it uh, multiple times, but he's not, you know, an, a, a heavy advocate against it, um, as there are many that, that, that are very heavy advocates against homosexuality. Um, and so I'm not an advocate against it. Do I think that there are portions of the Bible that say homosexuality is wrong, absolutely. But do I also believe that the Bible says that we should love? Now, there's a difference there. The Bible says to love, but the Bible also uses that in the context of you should love your neighbor, uh, you should not hate anybody. Um, and I don't hate anybody because of their uh, sexuality, of course, I know I I don't hate anybody in general, um, and to hate somebody for their sexuality is very much against the Bible. And if you're against homosexuality, and you hate somebody for it, 
then you are against the Bible. Uh, my next segment is about uh, the public school system and how it is failing the United States. Personally, as a Christian, I am against the fact that they are teaching evolution and, and atheist theories, atheist ideas to young Americans and they're that and and you take one religion out and you put another one in because to me atheism to an extent is a religion because you know and and to me atheists argue against science they are or rather they argue for science they say that scientifically there is no god scientifically the big bang theory could never have happened because i mean it's scientifical and logical scientifically the big bang theory never could have happened because there is no way that matter could have just spawned out of nowhere that matter could have just created itself it's scientifically impossible it's physically impossible it's it's in every way shape facet and form impossible for matter to just spring out of nowhere and then the chance that that matter just created an open perfect working universe is absolutely absurd the the and the and the thought that well we have evolved from monkeys well if we've evolved from monkeys wouldn't we continue to evolve into something else? Now, people have made the argument, well, people look a lot different now than they do in 1950, so obviously we're evolving. Well, not only – to an extent, we are evolving. Uh, we are evolving in technology, and and women look a lot more attractive now because we've evolved in the in make with makeup and, and, and hair products and everything else. And as men, as men also look more attractive now than they did back in 1950, just because we now know what makes us look more attractive more than we did in 1950. So that is the argument against uh, against evolution, and I, th I I assure you, there are a lot more people in the in this world. That believe in a religion, but you don't recognize that because on television, they are people are advised to not talk about religion or politics unless it is a show about religion or politics or a movie about religion or politics. You don't see that in a in a in a sitcom. You aren't going to see anything. Most of the time, you aren't going to see anything about politics or religion. In the office, there is one time that I remember that religion is brought up, and it's not brought up since. With the exception of, you know, someone has a baby, and they take it to a church. That could be a Mormon church. That could be a Christian church. You don't know what kind of church that is. So the fact that we are putting in the public school system atheism and the the theory of evolution the big bang theory as it is called um is ridiculous it shouldn't have happened it shouldn't it shouldn't be in the public school system um 
because that is as a christian i believe that's poisoning the minds of young americans and the entire school system in 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 general is flawed and and i don't think that this being a political podcast that i need to go into that but i believe that very much so that that politics and the public school system run together if you are running to be the director of the school board that is a political office so that's one way that politics and the school public school system run together but there are a lot of other ways that they run together we just don't know it we just don't see it and one of those is especially religion and that the fact that they're teaching evolution and atheism in the public school system is just ridiculous by the standards of a Christian.